Kendrew's Real Dirt, the Garden Podcast, is made possible by Wayside Gardens, offering rare, unusual, beautiful plants to help your garden be the showplace you've always dreamed of. www.waysidegardens.com Hello again, I'm so glad you could join us. This is Ken Drews, and I'm the host of Ken Drews Real Dirt. And we are the podcast, and we're the gardening podcast, America's number one favorite, especially by the people who have heard us, podcast on <laughs> gardening. And uh, Vicki's going to sound a little funny today, and it's not because she has a cold, thank goodness, and it's not because she's underwater, which is certainly possible. Uh, but Vicki is talking to us via a, a, something called a cellular phone. Is that right? Some kind of technology? Yeah, thank heavens for technology. We're coming to you via all these wonderful technologies. Uh, I am 30 miles out to sea. I'm no, don't make a joke. I know you're going you're trying to think of she's always out to sea. No, I, I wasn't. I was actually at first I pictured a buoy. You clinging <laughs> to a buoy. You know, I can't say boy here because it will startle one of the cats. Oh, I know. A buoy. Ding but, ding. Ding, ever, t- ever try to sleep with that? I'm, actually, you probably have. Ding, ding. Yep, I, I actually... Ding, ding. Have... <laughs> ding, ding. Okay. It's been very foggy up until today. So, yes, I've been hearing all kinds of musical um, sea sounds. And now, actually, foghorns aren't that be- are musical, but mm, there are buoys that are... Mm, that are uh, I don't know. What I'm sure saying. our listeners are just loving this. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, I forgot they were there. No, no, no. Do we need to tell them where I am? Well, you said you were out to sea, but... Uh, I'm on Nantucket Island. Island. Which is off of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Nantucket's become very popular, so maybe everybody knows where it is right now. But, um, well, and I can tell people why I'm here. I have the great good <laughs> fortune to be... Very dear friends to a wonderful dog named Scylla, and that's S-C-Y-L-L-A, which is the Greek god of the sea or monster of the sea. I don't remember. But anyway, um, she's my dear friend, and I'm her dear friend, so that when her, her owner, her mom, goes traveling, I'm often asked to come and be with dog sit and house sit while my friend travels and so that's what I got to do and I'm going to be here for two weeks and it was terrific because I got to be here during Nantucket's Daffodil Weekend. I thought that's why you went. That's well nope. (laughs) I I left when I did so that I could get here in time for it but um, it wasn't my primary reason. That's terrible. No. It's a bonus. Saying, yes, I'm here reporting on. Right, I know. I thought that's what you were going to say. I thought you were going to say, and the reason I'm here is to visit the <laughs> Daffodil Festival so I can bring you live from Nantucket's Daffodil Festival. It's Vicki Johnson, co-host yeah. of Kendra's Real Dirt. Actually, and my friend who owns Zilla, of course, you know, once, you know, she thinks, well, and while you're there, you want to do a little bit of gardening? <laughs> Well, Vicky, if you, if you want to do some gardening or, you know, I, you're not exactly the most 
muscular person I know, but I've got <laughs> I've got piles of two two foot high piles of sand here that need to get spread around, and I haven't had a chance to do that. And I've been traveling. Oh golly! And... Well, it sounds like I left town just in the nick of time to avoid that job. Uh, no, seriously, I do not envy you what you have to do. But I have to say that when I did come over before I left. I was so impressed with what how much you had gotten done just in one day in the garden, I think. Yep, yep. I'm but, fast. And, oh, goodness sakes. And I'll just remind people that there are a few snapshots on the on at realdirtradio.com. Um, we posted a few of your snapshots. And when you take a look at those pictures, people, that white stuff on the ground, that's not snow. That's sand. Did you, do it, we still have the... The video up there too. I believe so. I think that's still at realdirtradio.com as well. Yeah, uh, I didn't take that off. So you can Gosh, see. You know, here I am, thirty miles out to sea, and I really do feel I'm away. It feels like everything I did, like just what four A few or five days, days ago, ago well, feels like four or five months ago. I know. Isn't it amazing how that happens when you go away? You're just away. Y- anyway, yeah. Sorry. No, uh, you're right. And I went to, I went to Pennsylvania for like 36 hours, and it seemed like, well, that one day did seem like a thousand years, <laughs> because I began at 8:30 setting up my slides, and I gave a lecture at Longwood Gardens at 10 a.m., and finished being the celebrated plant expert for the live auction at 10 p.m. Ooh, that's a long day. 14 hours. That's day. a 14-hour workday. Yeah, and, and and you know that the thing that you know I love this knot, which is walking slowly, walking slowly and stopping and standing and being polite to very nice people and hearing them talk, but it's it's painful for me anyway. Walking well, fast, it hurts my ribs. Well, after uh, so many hours of doing that, yes, it is fatiguing. And there was no place to sit down. I find. I finally felt a whole lot better, and I realized it was because I sat down. I sat down for <laughs> about 30 minutes and could do it. Because the live auction, which was the end of the evening, I had to talk about all these plants and get people to spend as much money as possible to raise money for the Delaware Center for Horticulture, which is a wonderful organization that does urban gardens, teaches gardening and horticulture to young people and inner city kids and who don't have and don't any don't they do community garden things mm-hmm. too? For people who don't really have, wouldn't have any kind of contact with gardening in any other way. And and the, it's funny, those people were very laid back. And uh, I... The Delaware, the, the uh, you mean the people associated with the... Especially Lenny Wilson, who's the guy who was sort of in charge of the people. And uh, I I didn't say, hey, you're so laid back. Give me a shot of that. I, <laughs> he said, well, I, I, I save getting upset for the disasters. Oh, dear. What was the disaster? There weren't any. But uh, that, was his, that, that was his sort of uh, credo. Mantra. Yeah, mantra, right. Exactly. Save yeah, what's the energy the point? for the disaster. Well, that's wise counsel, actually. Yes, I know. Why, why just be freaked out? You know, things were happening. Things were all moving forward in a progressively uh, forward motion movement way. In other words, don't freak out in anticipation. Wait till it really happens. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Wait that, till the flood really happens. I was going to say yes. That wall of water is coming at me, but I'm just going to stand right here until I'm knocked over by the wall of water. So you're on an island. I'm speaking to everyone from an island right now. We're both. We're, we're Islandic, the pair of us. <laughs> but, Islandic. But, and well, I, want to, I, I want you to ask me anything you want to know about my 14-hour day because it is interesting and it did raise, oh, thousands of dollars and it, and there were thousands of plants and okay, many plants i'd never but i also want to tell people that there's another reason that you're on nantucket and that really gonna... is that the reason i came when i did was because the last weekend of april every year is the nantucket it's called the nantucket daffodil weekend and it's a whole weekend of events but the things that i love the best well, one of my favorite things of the Daffodil Weekend is the Nantucket Daffodil Show, which is hosted by the Nantucket Garden Club. And it is real, you know, it's a real honest-to-goodness judge, is that what you say? Jury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jury uh-huh. flower show. And it was very, very cool, and I have lots to talk about that. But, yes, I planned my arrival so that I would not miss this event. And... But I have a question for you. I'm eager to hear. Yeah. Because uh, you were the celebrated plant expert. That's right. And that 14-hour day. Mm-hmm. So the rare pl- the rare plant auction, which mm-hmm. is what we talked about when we promoted the event, um, you were the auctioneer. So can you narrow it down to <laughs> what was your... What was the most amazing or most outrageous ah. or whatever you want to say well, plant hmm. of the evening? Or can you? Okay, three. I'll give you the top three. Oh gosh! I I know. I we talked briefly before we started the show, and you told me about this one amazing plant. And actually, I you did. Know, not a lot of people bid on it. You did find a good home for it, but I was astounded. Oh, you, yeah. That that. I don't. I'm not exactly sure why it was bargain year, but it was. It was bargain year at Longwood Gardens, and I, I have a theory. I think that people want big plants, and th- they had very big trees, huge trees, and to people, auction off, right? To auction off, and people want big trees, but then they think, "How am I going to get that home?" Where am I going to put it? Who's going to plant it? And what if it dies? <laughs> so they're quiet. The people are quiet. We have just about three seconds left in this segment, but we're going to be back in just a few minutes. And Vicky's going to she's going to ask me some more questions, and I'm going to try to answer that one. What you really have to ask me is, what did I want? That's the question. <laughs> what did I want okay. and didn't get? We'll be right back. Hello, it's Ken Drews. Thank you for staying with us. This is segment two of Ken Drews Real Dirt, the podcast, the gardening podcast, the life podcast, the life and times of Ken Drews, as aided by my comely co-host, Vicki Johnson. And she's, Vicky's gonna, Vicky is on Nantucket Island talking to me on a cell phone, something we vowed never to do and may never do again. And um, she's going to tell us about the daffodil I was going to say festival, but it's called the Daffodil 
Weekend. Weekend. But we were talking. I, ta- guess, I yeah. guess, you know, I've always called it the Daffodil Festival. So it's, it's you know, I planted that phrase in your head. But I think technically it's the Daffodil Weekend. But we were talking about, you know, your adventure at Longwood Gardens mm-hmm. for the, the silent auction. So. Well, I was at the live auction at the live auction part. Because oh, live auction! Sorry. There's, there's so, three. So, what si- plant did you just covet and want to come home? Well, with? I'm just going to tell you that, that there's there's actually one, two, three, four. There's four silent auctions. There's one that's supposed to that's all sort of mixed plants that are supposed to be really special and fantastic. And a woman bought a plant. A woman I know bought a plant for a hundred dollars that I saw the next day at a nursery for one hundred seventy nine dollars. So this is not always. Sometimes the things are bid up way above what they're worth because it's charity, but not all the time. And then there's the silent auction part where if you're one person, you have to decide which plant you're going to – you really, really want, and then you have to hover by it. And you have to write your <laughs> to name. see if anybody else comes up and writes down a bid. Well, they do. And they have to go five, four, three, two, one. That's what they do. And I – I actually picked a plant because Louis Bauer liked it and wanted it, and it was already at $65, and I wrote 70 and at the 3 of 54321, I was I, – no wonder my ribs hurt. I was elbowed to the side <laughs> by someone I know who oh, laughed. that's funny. Who laughed when, ha-ha, you thought you were going to get that plant, ha-ha. And that was it. I got nothing at the auction. Sounds like you know it's physical. This is a physical sport. Oh, it sounds like it, it certainly Contact is. Contact sport. That's what. And when you when you find that you've just knocked a Dupont to the floor, you don't <laughs> feel so good about that. Hey, well, you know, all's fair in in love, war, and gardening, right? Uh, gee, I thought gardening. Well. I was going to say I thought gardening was more of a benign sport, but if you if you factor in <laughs> floods, there's nothing safe in the world anymore. <laughs> no, no plant is safe. So well, what plant I'm going to did tell you? You've got to answer my question. What plant was there that you just you wanted to well, bring there were, home? There were well, there were they had some large woody plants in the back section, and frankly, I think some of those plants were as nice, if not more more nice, nicer, and more interesting than the ones that were in the live auction. But you never know what makes people decide what's going to be in the live auction. And uh, there were a couple of shrubs in the back, things I'd never seen before and things I have seen before and things I even possess, but some things that I possess only they were bigger. And uh, I, But I, could, I don't know what they went for because I had to do my job. And I had to talk about 14 different lots most of them were single plants uh but there was one lot and they started with one lot of four plants that no one had ever seen before and that was very difficult to get it going and and dean Faley, who is from christie's was the actual auctioneer you know the one who talks fast and goes do i hear two thousand three thousand do i hear three thousand and then he goes sold well he started the bidding what were the plants there were these were four plants for from Sir John Turan's the late Sir John Turan's uh, greenhouses that were used as they were either conservatory plants or they were used for cutting, and he died recently. He was just shy of one hundred years old, and uh, there was one. Uh, 
Uh, I hope I can remember this. Um, plumbago. And you probably know that sky blue plumbago that people... Uh, yes. Well, this had not scarlet. It was a wonderful color flowers. And it blooms beginning at Christmas, and it was in full bloom right now. And that was mm. I thought that was very interesting. And then there was an amaryllis relative that nobody knew anything about. And then there was... Uh, an orchid that nobody knew anything about. And there was a cymbidium, which is a, a very easy to grow orchid if you've got a cool place. And if you live in California, you can plant it outdoors. It, it wants to go down. To, it can go down to like 20 degrees and live. And then it shoots up these fantastic flower spikes. It's really, if you've got space, it's a big plant. Well, this plant, if one wanted to buy this plant, one could buy this plant and chop it up into probably 30 or 40 plants, which one could sell then for about $50 a piece. So this wow. was very valuable. And I told people that, but it wasn't what they wanted to start with. It was the wrong thing to start with. So I said, you know, let's hold this off. We're going to come back to this. So just bear And that worked, thank goodness. Because they opened wow, the bidding. Wow, who, who knew that being a celebrated plant expert was so much work so much work we thought you know saying when i read that you were going to be the celebrated plant you thought expert i'd have a throne Austin, right i thought it meant they were celebrating you <laughs> <laughs> you sit there on some little dias you know yeah uh -huh. how are you Sounds say that good. word and they talk about how wonderful you are i mean i'm kind of joking but you know what i mean i had no idea you had to work so hard oh I, and i had to i had to learn what the plants were I had to develop stories for them, and there were there were allegedly people peppered in the audience who are experts also because they have regular plant experts like fifty of them, and they uh, were supposed to chime in if I got stuck or to to talk them up some more. But I had pretty much I had pretty good stories about most of the plants. There were a couple I I couldn't, and and then there was no one to help. But. <laughs> But oh, I said the gosh. thing about, you know, you can, I didn't know this cymbidium particularly. It didn't have a name. It has chartreuse flowers. There was not a single flower on it, but they had photographs of them, you know, PowerPoint up on the screen, which was probably too far away. So that was a tough one. And we moved on to the other ones. And, and there was a, this is, I'm now going to tell you one of the ones I wanted. And, and actually I, I said out loud to the audience, well, Dean, am I allowed to bid on this too? And he said, sure. So I started <laughs> the bidding, but I didn't want to seemed like I was just a a shill, so I stopped. Oh, right. I also stopped because when they passed $700, I stopped. But wow. there, there was a weeping purple beech, and it was, it was small. It was about five feet tall with a three-foot-tall root ball. The root ball was about three feet tall and four feet wide. Wow. And the plant was another, like, five feet above that, and for real, and it was about five feet wide as well. And the description of it said that it would get between 30 and 50 feet across and oh, 30 wow. and 50 feet tall. And this thing, I thought, this, and the caliper, you know, measuring the diameter of the trunk one foot off the root flare, one foot above the um, root ball where it's, you know, all tied and burlap and everything. Yeah. That I would say that was probably seven inches in diameter. Oh, my word. So this was a, you know, you put this in your, if you put this in front of your house, you have, you've got a garden. It's, it was oh, such a yeah. specimen. As, as a juvenile, they opened the bidding. Wow. 
They opened the bidding, and I think he opened the bidding at $300. Nobody said a word. Oh, no. So I bid 300 Somebody bid 350 I bid 400 And uh, then it got going a little bit. I think it went for 700 which was... You know, you could buy it for, you could find it somewhere for 700 So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a bargain or a steal. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on well, where you buy it. Well, but it sold. Well, you know, like you said, somebody thought, I, I'm sure people were thinking, how on earth am I going to plant that? Or how am I going to. Oh, that wasn't one of the big ones. Oh, no. There was a bald <laughs> cypress that was, uh, well, in diameter, it was probably 10 inches in diameter and two stories tall. Wow. But it doesn't have its needles because it's a deciduous conifer. And th- that one, I think people were frightened by the size. But that did go for over $2,000. But still. Holy cow. You know, there's no. Well, now, I was fascinated when we were talking. You, was it a Clivia that you said was? Well, I say Clivia. Clivia. Because it's sorry. named for Lady Clive. But not everyone does. I also say Halesia for the tree that most people call Halesia because it's named for Mr. Hale. And I figure, you know, if they're going to name, I don't want someone to, to, well, I'd love someone to name a plant after me, but I don't want them to say it's a Druzy <laughs> because that's the Latin pronunciation or something, which I just made up. Now we want it to be a Halesia and a Clivia. And I'll tell you this story, and, and we may have to wait till the next segment because it is a lovely story and it closes the whole circle of the auction. And, um, well, I can tell you it also, that was a terrible steal. That was a little bit disappointing steal. But uh, we're going to be back in just a few minutes after a very important message. And uh, then it's Vicki and Ken on Kendrew's Real Dirt. And we're both speaking to you from islands, from islands in a river. And are you in the ocean I am in the ocean. I'm, in, I'm on an island in the middle. No. I'm well, on an island in the Stay dry for just another 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. Hello, and thank you for sticking with us. And if you're listening to us in your vehicle, drive carefully, please. I hope you're playing it through your radio playing your iPod through your radio. I, I think you can listen to us on your cellular phone. I believe that's <laughs> the case now. Some cell phones absolutely are MP3 players now. Can you believe it? I, I believe almost anything. Everything. <laughs> almost anything. 27 so years ago. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, you seriously, were... this, is, this is part of the Clivia story. Oh, okay, good. Tell us the Clivia story. 27 years ago was the first uh, auction, live plant auction at, well, plant auction at Longwood Gardens, benefiting the Delaware Center for Horticulture. This was the 27th year. And Sir John Turan, who spends his winters in the Philadelphia area until he passed away in February... He had a pale yellow-flowered clivia. And a clivia is an amaryllis relative with strappy, dark, evergreen leaves, and then it gets a flower stalk. Uh, Usually the flower is in an umble, sort of a three-quarter round group of trumpeted flowers, and the species is orange, and not a really nice orange. 
uh, it's not even a Fisker's orange, and it's not even a fruit orange. I don't know how to describe it, but it's not really, I don't really care for the color myself. Persimmon orange, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I guess, although I think that's a pretty color. I guess it's just not a pretty color for a trumpet flower. I don't know, with that dark green. It's kind of somber, but I mean, at the auction, there were variegated ones and everything. And now you can buy yellow ones. Um, as a matter of fact, Monrovia sells some yellow ones. But I've seen them, and there's no one like Sir John Turan's, which people have paid $1,000 for one plant. That that happens still today. Because his plant, the, the leaves are very large, and the flower stalk shoots up so that the umbel is held completely over the foliage and not all not all of them are so it's a very handsome looking plant and then the umbel which is huge and that's what we should have done we should have made somebody put their head next to this thing because i because you really couldn't tell in this gigantic space that these umbels are bigger than a human head and the color the color is it's if i could say eggnog yellow it's it's a very pale Ooh. wonderful lemon chiffon yellow it's a beautiful color creamy yellow in england they die for this plant and he this particular one which w- really in honor of the late sir john this huge tub and i i looked in there when i was trying to promote it some more and there were more than 20 plants in this tub it would be a crime to break it up. Uh, it it might have been in this container for between 50 and 75 years. Wow. And it had, for the auction, right then, 12 umbels with about five or six more flower spikes coming. Oh, my goodness. That just sounds overwhelming. Well, apparently it was overwhelming because it it didn't. There was hardly any movement on it. Well, now, okay, so if a person fell in love with this plant, what would they need to be able to grow it? Where where should you, I mean, if you want to, can you grow these things outside in, t- in temperate parts of the country? No. I mean, okay, tropical parts, because it's a tropical plant, right? Well, sub, I'd say subtropical. It's probably from South Africa, and I'm sure it could take, mm, well, it could take 32 degrees. That's not really... That's pretty tropical, I guess. So most people would grow it indoors then? Well, you summer so. it outdoors when it has no flowers, and then you bring it indoors and you and you basically neglect it. It is not a hard plant to grow. If you have bright light and if it's a cool room and you don't water this thing and you don't feed it and you try not to repot it and you make believe you forgot it exists, then around January it'll start to push new flower spikes. And well, we, that's what I thought. I thought they were almost foolproof. <laughs> well, yeah, but the fool thing is when people take care of them, and that's yeah. what kills them. So here was this. And this we had a clivia, we had a clivia expert who talked about it too. This guy came up, and he is a clivia expert from the area. He said what how fantastic it was. They opened the bidding. I think at a thousand dollars, nothing happened. It started to go a little bit and, and move, and the got the Clivia expert ended up buying it because he just he just couldn't see this plant not being saved as one big plant. Now, am I right? 
did you say that this Clivia came from this this uh, this man's? Uh huh. And it it's was actually his, it's, right, right, and it's named for him. It's Clivia Sir John Turin, Turan. Yep, that's right. And it was oh, the first plant they that's ever a auctioned. Very sad story. And way back twenty-seven years ago, it went for seven hundred and fifty dollars. A much smaller plant. Wow. And wow. I can think of a lot of reasons that it what the movement wasn't so. There were, I mean, it was like the, everyone was very quiet. But I think, and it wasn't me. Believe me, I was tap dancing, little soft shoe. <laughs> I almost did a strip tease to get these people. It's late at night. I don't know. They're, I don't know. But I well, think. Well, and maybe people were afraid. Well, I don't want to kill. Yeah, I know, think that's Mr. it. I, I was going to. I don't want to kill Sir John's plant. That that's what I was going to say. I think that the responsibility was too scary. Yeah. So after the Clavia expert bought it, I actually resold it. Oh, I talked how'd you to, do that? Well, I talked to the Clavia expert, and I said, if I can get more money for this, would it, would you agree to advise the person who purchases it? I actually said four times over the next decade. And he said, <laughs> that's what I said. He said, I'll go but to their... You, you mean you called somebody, or was there somebody there that you you asked to buy it? Uh, one person who had bid on it and freaked out, and then it, and the bidding went past her. And oh, I so could tell... Oh, you went up to her after the fact? Yeah, someone I know, yeah. Well, she was... I saw the look on her face. She wanted it. She wanted it, but she was afraid she'd kill it. Oh, okay. So then after the fact, you talked with the Clivia expert, and then you talked with her and said, look... This guy's going to hold well, your I didn't hand say it like the that. life of his plan. Well, he's, he said that he would go to her house. He offered to go. And I said something to him about, you don't know what you're saying here. But he said he would go to her house and he would help her cite it for the winter and for the summer. Where, oh, where that's it should very win- cool. Isn't that great? And that's he, wonderful. And he that's would a be wonderful available, end to that story. He will be available to her forever. You know, to always advise her. If she wanted to repot it, I said no. And she said, but I saw these really nice galvanized containers at Ikea. And it, you, we could we slip it out and put it in? I said, go to someone who makes galvanized ductwork and just have a, a skirt made for it. Don't take it out oh, of the... Because sure. it was okay. in a beautiful redwood tub with handles, brand new. very I mean, you know, in very good condition. So, um, unfortunately, I could answer all her questions. I mean, that, we were talking about a $15 thing here. Uh, <laughs> and slipping it into it, you, you wouldn't even have to slip it into it. You could just put it around and hook it. And then she said, oh, well, it could be copper. And I said, yes, it could. And then her husband got kind of interested in making it. So, <laughs> the, the skirt, the collar. Well, that's a, that's a beautiful story, as you would say. So, she bought it, and we got some more money for the charity. I actually also said to him, you know, I didn't Aww. want him to make the money, and he didn't want to either. He only bought it because he thought it was a crime, that yeah, it was going for so little, and that it was, you know, that he just thought it should, it should have got. Yeah, it was worth at least three thousand dollars, at least. Well, and this woman is going to be thrilled that she has it, and you know that is a wonderful story. And the Clivia expert, obviously, that's the reason he's the expert, because he's passionate about plants, and he wants to see this this special plant go to a good home and he's going to make sure the home is right for it. Yep. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. So that's my story. Well, that's a wonderful story. And and you know what my response is? 
<laughs> Thank heavens daffodils are easier. <laughs> well, now you said something before about the when you started to talk about the show, because they have a flower show, you know. Now, do they do arrangements, too, and judge those? Because I went yes, to... Yes, they do. And, you know, I kind of got ahead of myself. Do you want me to tell you a little bit of the history of the Daffodil Weekend and stuff, or do you want me to launch into what I saw at the show, which I'm very excited about and eager to share? So... You tell me, where should I start? Well, I'm just looking about how much time we have in this segment. We have, oh, uh, a little under two minutes, minute Okay, and a half. well, I'll quickly tell you a little bit about the show then. Okay. Because, yes, this is an official, um, you know, Daffodil, American Daffodil Society oh. uh, sanctioned show. And, you know, they fly in the, uh, judges from, I think one came from Oregon to judge the show. And yes, they have everything from single stems to to arrangements, and they they give out. Oh man, if I lived here, I would try to grow a daffodil for the show because the trophies are gorgeous. <laughs> you can get <laughs> so a trophy for one daffodil. I'm sorry. You can get a trophy for one daffodil. Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, well, oh, well. Yes, actually, I think you got the, ribbons too, I, probably. I but, think the biggest. Now, hang on, I got. To, I got. Uh, I have to interrupt you because we're oh. going to end this segment, and we'll be back okay. in just like thirty seconds. So stay with us. Ken Drew's Real Dirt, the Garden Podcast, is made possible by Wayside Gardens, offering rare, unusual, beautiful plants to help your garden be the showplace you've always dreamed of www.waysidegardens.com Hello, this is Ken Drews, and you're listening to Ken Drews Real Dirt, the podcast. And I'm speaking with Vicki Johnson, who is way off on Nantucket Island, and she went to the Daffodil Festival, a.k.a. <laughs> Daffodil <laughs> Weekend, a.k.a. Daffodil Show. And we had a kind of a cliffhanger there because she was telling us you were telling us about the trophies. I mean, what? Well, several of the trophies for the different categories are obviously made locally. And there are fabulous artists and artisans on Nantucket. And, they, you know, Nantucket was a, a, a whaling site, you know, mm -hmm. 250 years ago. And so Scrimshaw was a big deal. And even though now no one uses real ivory... One of the trophies was a beautiful piece of scrimshaw. The trophy for the best miniature daffodils was a miniature daffodil carved out of some ivory-looking kind of, you know... Material. Actually, I think they might, they might use bovine bone now, or but uh -huh. it might be even plastic. But it was this adorable little miniature daffodil carved out of ivory-looking substance under a glass dome. Oh, my goodness. And then the... I think the most charming trophy of all is actually awarded to to young young exhibitors, and it's and it's this. It looked like it was cherry wood or walnut base, but then on top of that, it was a little garden scene with a fence and these handmade garden tools leaning against it, and I mean, just charming. But to answer your question, yes, there there are the. Specimen exhibits, I guess is what you call it. See, I'm not a flower show aficionado, but you have the individual daffodils, you know, in their little vials sitting there. And then and then there are, you know, three stems, which 
my goodness, that means you have to have three perfectly formed daffodils to enter. And I think there were even five stems, you know, at one point. But then in the other room, um, there were two, you know, the exhibit actually took three rooms. Um, there are... Where do they, where do they hold it? The arrangement, the, the daffodil arrangement portion of the, of the um, what do you call it, show. And, and, and where they, is this held they, uh, on Nantucket? Where, just tell us. You said rooms. What is, where are oh, these the rooms? The show was held in the old Coffin School. That's, a, that's one of the old names here on the island is Coffin, C-O-F-F-I-N. And one of the old, old, old schools. Um, so, you know, we went into this old school, and they were in the old rooms. Like The largest room was, by today's standards, a small auditorium. So the, now you were telling, to, I interrupted you because you were telling us about the arrangements, too. Yes. And they award, you know, to, to men, to women, and to the youth, and, and to families. So there are, there's the, you know, ev- you know, almost anybody can win a ribbon here. And you, I guess, obviously, I think, you know, these are people who live on island year-round who come and enter this, but... I guess technically speaking, you could show up with your daffodil, get off the plane, <laughs> or off the ferry. But, but anyway, it was. I ha- I was absolutely charmed and dazzled by daffodils all over again. Well, and, how many do you think uh, there were? How many different daffodils do you think that there were? Different. Oh you know? my gosh, it's. Well, oh my gosh. Well, let's see. There were, and okay, so. Technically speaking, this is a small community show, okay, because this is not the height of the season here, and yes... It's not the height of the season there, either? Pardon? On Nantucket, it's not the height of the season, too. No. I mean, tons, you know, literally probably several thousand people come to the island for the weekend because of the Daffodil Festival. Because when you said that there were miniatures, a lot of those miniatures bloom very early, so people have to... Hold yes. them, or force them, or hold them back, or refrigerate them, or something. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, I, goodness sakes, we're in the last segment of the show, and I feel like I have four segments to talk about. <laughs> but you know, anybody can enter. In fact, I have a very charming story. My friend who owns my friend the dog Scylla. Her name is Kate. That's the, the human who owns Scylla. Is her name is Kate. You mean the caregiver? And bless her heart, she does not have a green thumb. And she laughs about that. And I got, several years ago, I got a very funny phone call from Kate because she said, you'll never guess who won a ribbon in the Daffodil Show. Oh, and I no. said, don't tell me. And all she really did was she went out and she went, oh, this Daffodil looks really cool. I think it looks great. I'm going to enter it in the show. And she actually got, I can't she didn't take first place in whatever class it was, but it wasn't honorable mention either. I think it might have been second or third. So, so she had to know, know the name of this, or somebody had. Don't you have to have the correct name and everything? Oh yeah, you have to have the correct name. And and she told me what it was. I don't remember what it was. And just for a second, just to answer my question, how many different daffodils do you think there were? Okay, in oh, so, so this is a okay. There, there were not thousands, but I would say probably three hundred. Three hundred. I Where can you buy so, them? Because there were one, two, three, four tables just in the room where, 
you know, like... The single ones. Specific, right. Single, yeah, single ones. There were four tables and both sides of each table and probably three tiers on each side. Oh, whoa. So, you know, I, I didn't... That was a good question. I should have looked. And, and like I said, technically speaking, this is a small community this time of year. Probably, I think there's probably only five or 6,000, I'm guessing. I know I've read it someplace, but only five or 6,000 people who live here year-round. So technically speaking, this is a small community flower show. But people here on Nantucket are serious about their daffodils, obviously. Apparently. And I have to say that I've never before, when I walked through the door that, into the room where the seagull specimens were, I saw the largest daffodil I've ever seen in my life. This as thing big as a baby's to, head. Sorry. No, not that big. <laughs> but the petals or the the you know the outer petals pr- were at least I didn't have a ruler with me, but probably six and a half inches. In oh diameter. my goodness! And it was called Glen Fardus. I had never heard of that one before. And then just down the table from that one was one that was probably five inches in diameter, and that was Fortissimo. And lots of people ended Fortissimo. Poor Glenn Fardis did not win a ribbon, but my goodness, I kind of thought it should. But you know me. I mean, I'm looking at the list of, of the daffodils that I wrote down names of that it's like, oh, my goodness, I want to have yeah, in my yeah. garden. And, and can you find two, sources for any of these? I'm sorry? Can you find sources for any of these plants? Well, I asked one of the women about it after the fact, and I'll, I'll share that, what, what I learned in just a minute. But, okay, so I'm, I, oh gosh, I have over a dozen daffodil names here. Now, some of them uh, are familiar to me, but there are, there are two that I, that I have three stars by the names that I definitely want in my garden. And can you know me? I'm passionate about tiny flowers, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, it's one of the reasons my garden looked not so great for so many years is because I forgot about shrubs and everything else. I was always... <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Snipe. Are you familiar with Snipe? Not Jack Snipe. Oh, no. Snipe. I know. I was going to say, no, Jack Snipe. Well, Jack Snipe is yellow. This one is white. And pure white? Cr- um, no, because I mean, pure- Jack Snipe is white and yellow. White and yellow, right. Well, Snipe is all white, and it was a winner um, in one of the, actually, in the miniature category, they gave ribbons to, the winner of the miniature category was a collection of five different miniatures. I mean, talk about being your, your, your daffodil specialist. The person who won this had five perfect, gorgeous, miniature daffodils and one of them was snipe the trumpet is probably an inch and a half long and narrow gorgeously long the petals are narrow and pointy it it, it was just stunning it was i i've never seen a daffodil like it and it's i just said to my i've got to have that daffodil i'm going to hunt that one down the other one that just took my breath away i've heard of this i've seen it in catalogs its name is Beryl, B-E-R-Y-L. Uh-huh. It got and, and to, oh here's here's it got the best pre nineteen forty cultivar. <laughs> <laughs> now this was a piece. This daffodil is a piece of sculpture. It had a beautiful, short little orange cup with swept 
back but curvaceous petals that are cream toward the center where the orange, creamy yellowy orange where the orange cup, where they meet the orange cup, but then they fade to white at the tips. Oh, it's just gorgeous. And I know I've seen that one pictured in catalogs, but it did not take my breath away the way the, the you know, it did seeing it in real life. And there's a third one that I want to own that had a very different appearance than most daffodils called Gold Velvet, and it was the best standard in show. Um, and the thing that makes it, you know, it's all gold all over, and the thing that made it different to me is that the petals were almost the shape of an artichoke leaf, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. fat at the base and quickly curving to a point, but the way they overlapped was just gorgeous. And, and I have to say, the table that had the miniatures the table that had the winners on it was in front of a window, so all of these were backlit. Oh, I want to tell you. Did that you take some pictures, to too? These gorgeous flowers. Did you take pictures? Was, I'm sorry? Did you take any pictures? No, I didn't. It, I, I uh, um, didn't have my flash with me, and, oh, and so I was, never uh, like right, flash pictures right, of... Right, right. Of flowers. I anyway. forgot. It's the digital age, which I entered on Saturday. <laughs> I know, and I haven't entered it yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get my first. I know. my first one. But some others. That, oh, oh! Do I still have time? I've got to tell you about one more. We're we're going to let this segment run long. I think. Okay, because I have to tell you about a daffodil that I've seen in catalogs year after year after year, and every time I look at it, I go, "Ooh, that's ugly," and I would never want that in my garden. Okay, so there I am. I I've just been, you know dazzled by all the, the specimens, and I go into the, the room with the first batch of arrangements, and there's the, a teeny little arrangement of miniature daffodils, and there's something in there that is the most unique, is, is a very unique looking thing that I've never seen before, and I went, I mean, literally made me kind of take my breath in, and there was a, a hostess, one of the garden club volunteers standing there, and I said, do you know what this daffodil is? And she didn't know what it was. And she was taken by She said, I didn't even notice that today. And we went around and found somebody, finally found somebody. And I, and I actually went back into the room with the specimens. I think this thing is Rip Van Winkle. No, now, do, I've heard do you of that, know what, sure. Have you ever seen it in real life? I've only seen it in catalogs before the garden show here. It is only about an inch and a quarter in diameter and it looks like a little firework of 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 gorgeous yellow daffodil petals and some of them are streaked with green because we started running around looking at the at the arrangements and several people who used miniature daffodils in their arrangements were using rip van winkle it is stunning every picture i've ever seen of it is a magnified blown up version yeah. and makes it look you know like i thought it was size. big Pardon? I thought it was big. Exactly. Every picture you see in a catalog makes it look like it's almost the size of a tennis ball. It's more like the size of a golf ball. It is absolutely exquisite. And some of them, you know, once we started noticing that, that several people were, had used it in their arrangements, some of them are dazzling in that they are streaked with bright lime green on the margins of the oh. spiky petals. Oh. 
it is fabulous. We want this little daffodil. <laughs> anyway, I was charmed by Pippet. I was charmed by Magic Lantern. I'm just looking at things I starred here. Flashback was gorgeous, and, and I think it's named because, you know, it has reflex petals. Mm-hmm. Slim Whitman. <laughs> Again, I have... <laughs> I have to I have to acknowledge that I'm I'm gaga for miniature daffodils, but but Glenn Fardis and Fortissimo, and they're big they're big 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 and I want them in my in my garden. I'm gonna oh okay so at the end of the show I was chatting with one of the garden club people, and she said that they had they had run out of of the catalogs that this woman had brought to the show. And, of course, they went very, very fast, so I should have gotten there an hour earlier. But one of the judges uh, for the American Daffodil Society who came and judged the show um, was from Mish Daffodils in, um, I think she said Portland, Oregon, but somewhere in Oregon. And she couldn't remember if, um, I don't have Internet connection yet, so I couldn't look it up yet. Um, She couldn't remember if it was spelled M-I-T-S-E-H or just M-I-S-C-H. But she says if you go to the American Daffodil Society dot org, I believe it is, website, that they have, they reference these people. But when I said, you know, I said, I told her, I said, there's, there's daffodils here I've never heard of before, so where would one procure, like for instance, snipe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, Mish Daffodils in Oregon. So anyway, I know I've made us go long, but I really, I mean, you know, you get, we tend to get jaded and, and, you know, we say, oh, what's in Daffodil? What could possibly be new in Daffodil? I don't know who you're talking about, we. Pardon? You're not talking about me when you're talking about we. Well, (laughs) I I guess when you say we tend to get jaded, I know you're talking about everybody because you see the same ones often or right. kind of dull or they're, they're the same size. And another thing is some of the companies sell ones that are not really named correctly. And, you know, everybody has a King Alfred, but they're not really King Alfred. It's just some big old yellow daffodil. And, like, you can buy at the supermarket. Cut. Did Snipe smell? Well, you know me. Sometimes I have difficulty smelling. <laughs> when you walked into the room. But when I walked, when I initially walked into the room, the fragrance was so wonderful. It was hard for me to differentiate, and I wasn't about to pick it up and smell it. <laughs> no, you can't touch it. <laughs> no, I can't touch it. And it was one, It like I, I think I mentioned that it was one of the winners, and it was one of the five, it was one of the major winners, and it was, in a grouping of five, I don't know how to describe this. The but the but it was a it was part of a grouping of five different miniatures, and it was set back off the table, so I couldn't even really lean into it no, to smell it. I, I understand. Well, I met a daffodil this weekend called Trevithian, which is a small yellow daffodil, and I would say, right up there, about the certainly the strongest smelling one I've ever met. And I, I, we really have to bring our segment to a close. We've run way over. But uh, I want to tell people one more wonderful thing about daffodils. I don't know if you know what I'm going to say. Dear, don't eat them. I knew you were going to say that. I thought you'd say it with me. 
Well, that's that is, you know what we should do. We should keep notes somewhere, and we should do a show next January. Not January. When when do you buy them? September. We should do a show in September, and we should do we should go through some of these. And you f- dig out your notes. We'll find some sources, and we'll do a show at the time when you can buy them. Because exactly, it, and I promise that I will look up this source that I learned about in in Oregon. I'll do some research on it. And I know a couple I people to add to your list too. Pardon? I know some people to add to your list too. So we'll. we'll oh, have goody, some goody. Good stuff. Actually, I will have internet service by the time you hear this. What am I talking about? So anyway, I promise to post some some information, including Ken's sources that he'll share with me. So you can go to the website and find those very soon. Okay. Well, you've been listening to a, a special extended version of Ken Drew's <laughs> Real Dirt coming from a crackly uh, across the ocean in, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, shipped to shore. We had <laughs> Vicki Johnson on her cellular phone device. I haven't seen it, but I'm told this works without wires. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, we might even do another one with me from here because I am here for a while. Okay, but, uh, you know, we talked about what you were going to talk about, but I didn't know you were going to talk about... I didn't know you were that excited. We had a lot of exciting things to talk about. And if I had a place for that clivia, hmm, what would you Mm. give me for a couple of cats? Nothing. I wouldn't sell my cats, even for a clivia. But I'd be freaked that it... Anyway, never mind. So uh, it was a wonderful auction at Longwood again, and it sounds like the Daffodil Weekend was trays exciting, and, you know, I've been to one in Gloucester, Virginia, that is in a school gym. And it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing that there are so many different daffodils. Because, as you say, we think daffodils. Oh, yeah, okay. Eh, two weeks. Yeah, big deal. I have one in Brooklyn that blooms in January. Oh, one wow. of those little cyclomaneous ones. Tiny, tiny. So well, we'll... Maybe, maybe in our next show I can give you a little bit of the history because it's a little fascinating of, of how the Daffodil Weekend came about. Or I can write it up on the on the blog. You can do that, what and I think we have to remember for September. Yes, Remember for September. Do. That almost rhymes. Well, thank you, Vicki. <laughs> I'm and... writing it in my date book now so we don't forget. <laughs> and I'll talk to you soon. And thanks, everyone, for listening to Ken Drew's Real Dirt. <laughs>